0: Hello and welcome back to Running the Table, a podcast all about running and playing tabletop role-playing games. If you would like to ask a question to me, your host, or any of my guests, please email them to rttpodcast at gmail.com or send them to Running the Table on Twitter or Facebook. As always, I'm your host, Keith, and today we will be returning to our talk on storytelling. If you haven't listened to episode 16, Telling Your Story, part 1, where we started this conversation, I highly recommend it. That is a great place to start, and we will be continuing the conversation from that episode. In that episode, I spoke a bit on just how important it is to figure out your style of storytelling, and making sure that you know what works for you and your players. Of course, it is just as important to try new things and know what doesn't work. So I highly recommend giving each new method or style you come across a try eventually. For now though, I broke down four straightforward approaches to storytelling that I think are easily approachable for GMs who want to expand their repertoire a bit and straightforward to understand the concepts behind. In part one of Telling Your Story, we discussed player-driven and GM-driven storytelling in tabletop RPGs. In rough terms, these are about driving the plot yourself through a story or narrative that you design as the narrator, or using player hooks and actions as primary driving points in your story. This puts the players in more of a driving role and hands over more control to them. I won't go into it any further than that, just to make sure that we have time, in this episode to discuss the remaining two, a balanced approach and game or world-driven approach. Also possible to refer to this as mechanic-driven approach or setting-driven approach. As with all four that I put out there, I hope that general concept of a game or world-driven approach to storytelling sounds fairly straightforward. Much like a player-driven approach uses player hooks, plots, and backstories to drive the story, and a GM-driven relies on a narration style of storytelling, a world-driven approach uses the setting itself or the mechanics of the game you are playing as the primary driving force of the story. Sometimes there can be an interesting choice for the more intricate world builders among us, or those playing games, with some very in-depth rules, such as Pathfinder, or some of the older editions of Dungeons & Dragons. When the world or game is so intricate that a story can emerge from a mechanic such as a broken down spaceship, the possibility of starvation in the wilds, or some other imminent danger that forces the characters to move forward, that's when a world-driven or game-driven story can really shine. It is important to consider that playing a more open-ended, story-focused game like Monster of the Week or Dread or any number of other games out there does not exclude you from running a world-driven or setting-driven approach, but it can make it more challenging. In those game-driven instances, there is some built-in or even optionally included mechanic the game itself that aids you in driving the story by creating conflict and interactions with story elements. These can drive your player interactions with the story itself and create unique moments for your plot. In games which lack those mechanics, the onus of a world-driven approach is entirely on the setting that you place your game in. For the less world-building inclined, this can be a bit of a challenge. I actually recommend that if you feel like you may struggle with these, that you first read up on some of the environmental or situational challenges that other games may use as a source of inspiration for yourself and the story you wish to tell. However, for those who feel comfortable with their world building, it is possible to have situations and events within the world drive major portions of the story. A natural disaster, war or some sort of unnatural phenomenon occurring, can serve as the catalyst for major story points or character developments. It's easy to make political situations drive some quest hook or plotline, and it becomes ever more important just what the world-level consequences of the quest outcome will become. When the players fail to save the king's advisor, it's ever more dire when that advisor could have prevented war or revolution. These are just some of the ways that you can drive the story through the world itself. And that's kind of a world-driven or setting-driven approach in a nutshell. There's obviously more to it and as always, talking about it makes it seem much simpler than it is. But I hope that that gives you a bit of insight into how to try your hand at a world-driven style of storytelling. And that only leaves us with one left, all right? And that's Balanced. Easiest to grasp the concept, and probably the most difficult to do. Balanced approaches are just that, finding the perfect balance between other methods of storytelling that work the best for you and your players. Now if we constrain it to what we've talked about in this podcast, that would mean getting some experience with player-driven, GM-driven, and setting-driven approaches. Once you're comfortable using each of these different methods, it's then all about knowing when and how to use each of them, knowing when your players will respond to each different method and uh, when they make sense narratively. This is very difficult and takes time for even the most experienced GMs to get right with a new group. But being able to shine the light on a player story at the right moment thematically, or even drive the group to some goal through the setting or game mechanics directly when needed, is tricky to get right, but taking a balanced approach can bring out some truly fantastic stories by letting us play with our strengths and even build off of them while giving some extra twists and turns to the story that you're telling. One of the pitfalls that I often see with GMs playing in this style is the transitions and triggers between storytelling methods. It can be truly tricky to worm a player-driven quests into the story in the middle of a GM-driven or world-driven plotline, especially if you seek to avoid tropes like the letter from afar, which could easily set them off. I strongly recommend building those interconnecting moments not as some external force, but by actually bringing them in directly into the story-telling. So if you wanted to include, say, a moment driven by one of the methods in a storyline that is normally driven by another, don't force it and try not to heavy-hand it. One of the best ways that you can include these kinds of moments is actually to set that quest hook up as a part of something that is currently going on in the story. So one of the ways that I've done this is, for example... If you want to give a player driven story a start in the middle of a setting driven political intrigue plotline, don't necessarily introduce it externally through a letter or a messenger or even something as simple as you bump into them on the street, but rather try to find it try to find it a place within the setting related plot that you are running. Give it some connection to some political entity or some person that you have to get some favor with and make them the kickoff point for the player-driven aspect of the next part of the story. If you can weave that hook and weave that connection to the next part of a story or another separate storyline into an ongoing plot line, you can make your world and your plot seem seamless to the players, even as you, the GM, switch and change the driving storytelling methods that you're using. I hope that that alone can set you on a good path to finding your own way to balance the storytelling methods that you find you both enjoy and can easily tell by giving them some sort of a fluid starting point and being able to find ways to interweave the launching off points with the ongoing plot. Now, I know that this is a little bit of a shorter episode, but I think that we're going to have to end the discussion here today because while I could go on and on and on about different storytelling methods... This is a lot to take in, and I know that story can be a very touchy subject for a lot of GMs, especially when we all want to tell our own story in what we consider our own ways. So I'll let you uh, digest this a little bit, and if you want to hear more, please listen to part one if you have not, and please listen to any of the episodes where I discuss various story-related and storytelling method-related aspects with my guests. But I think that we will end the discussion here for today. But again, there are always more things to share about storytelling, and I will always be happy to share them with you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Running the Table on Telling Your Story. Please join me next episode, where I will be joined by a very special guest, my friend Connor, the current GM of the podcast Experience and Gold. As always, if you find yourself with questions you want answered about anything tabletop role playing game related, please send them to rttpodcast at gmail.com, or you can also reach me at Running the Table on both Twitter and Facebook.